Whether you're working a corporate job, side hustling, or building a business, Working Girl Talk is the podcast and community for women who work. I'm your host, Abby Zufelt, and I'm here to help you feel confident walking into the workday and to help you get excited about your career. Now, let's talk. Hi, friends. I hope you're having a wonderful week. No news today. We are getting straight to today's guest. Let's go. Have you ever had that feeling that you were meant to do something? That voice in the back of your head or even those little signs you see everywhere, that gut feeling, that idea just keeps following you. After hearing multiple of her personal training clients struggling with the same problem, Emma Vora decided she was the one to do something about it. Emma is the CEO and founder of Emma Lou The Label. Her desire to positively change the way women look at themselves influenced her to create an active wear line to help you look and feel good about yourself. Wanting to revamp active wear, she combined innovation plus fashion to create something women will look forward to wearing to work out, to the brunch after, to get that sweat on, all of the things. This episode is full of inspo and is a great reminder that we can do anything. You can do anything. We all can do whatever we put our mind to, even if you feel unexperienced or you feel that imposter syndrome. No, you can do it. I can't wait for you to hear Emma's story. She is incredible and really shaking up the athletic wear space, which is really exciting. And I totally relate to her because we are both one women operations, so we definitely bond over that. Welcome Emma to the show. I can't wait for you to hear her story. We are so excited today on Working Girl Talk today. We have joining us Emma Volrath, founder and CEO of Emma Lou. So excited to have you, Emma. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. So excited. So first off, we're going to just go right into it. So can you tell us the moment, if there's a specific moment or like an era of life where you thought, I'm going to start an athletic wear line. I'm going to do this. I think there, I mean, I knew I wanted to do something in the space. I kind of thought I wanted to be a fitness influencer. I was like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. But I was a personal trainer, like pre-pandemic before when that like existed. And I was, all my clientele were women and they would always come to me and just say, like, I hate the way my activewear fits or it does nothing for me. Like I put it on, I just kind of feel like it just lays on me. And so that was one thing that I was like, okay, well, I feel like I can, I can, I can recommend them to a brand, you know, I like, I know a bunch of brands. And the other thing was that when you have a new client, you have to ask them, like, what are your goals? What are your like physique goals? What do you want to look like and feel like in six months in a year? And they would always bring up their lower stomach. And for some reason it became like a theme. Like I almost knew they were going to say like, I hate my lower stomach. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to note that. And I couldn't really recommend them anything on the market that I was really passionate about and that I liked. So I kind of just was like, you know, I feel like I could do something with this. And so 
I was doing research because I knew there were there was sweatbands and like waist trainers, but that wasn't sustainable and they're not super cute. And so I just did some brainstorming and then came up with the waistband in the yoga pants and just thought, well, I might as well run with it. Like, let's just see what happens. I love it. And can you share a little bit more about that for the audience who may not be familiar with that? Cause that is so unique to your products. So can you kind of talk about that? Like that, that unique factor, that sweat inducing material. So it's patent pending. I'm still working on it. Um, but it is a, so inside the yoga pants, I kind of made them a little bit of a taller waistband. So they're pretty high waist steady. You don't have to worry about anything coming out when you're wearing yes. these, but uh, in the inside, there's a nano silver. It's a polyester fiber. It's like hundred percent recycled thermoplastics and it's sweat enhancing. So what that means, it's just, it has a lot of heat trapping capabilities. So it, it decreases water weight, it decreases bloating and just increases your fat oxidation. So the amount of calories you sweat throughout the day, because when you heat trap a certain area, you're going to be sweating. And when you sweat, you just get a whole lot of, whole lot of good stuff going on. I need it. We need it. And I'm so excited after this. I'm like, okay, going to the shop right after this, because it is so true. It's funny. You said that that was so common to hear the lower like belly fat thing. I feel like that it becomes so apparent as you get older. And I feel like I'm not even that old, but I feel the struggle. So I am very excited about this. Yeah. That's all my friends too. Like after a night of going out, they put on their, their yoga yeah. pants. Like I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> yes, totally. So I want to go back in time a little bit. So did you always see yourself as being an entrepreneur in the future, starting your own company? Is that how you envisioned yourself? Like what led up to this? My dad was an entrepreneur. So from the beginning, I, who he still is, but from the beginning, when I was growing up, I saw how hard he worked and his schedule, how he could just kind of take time off whenever he wanted to. And I would start little clothing brands in my, my like clubhouse, I guess, or my playhouse when I was little. And (laughs) I would pretend to like sell clothes to my family and I'd play music in the background. And so I know I've always had that kind of mindset where I loved, I love a good deal. I love to bargain. <laughs> like I love to sell things to people. And so that kind of, I just had no idea what it would be like as a kid, you always have these ideas, but somehow it managed to all work out. Was there any other path that you thought you would go before realizing this is what you're meant to do? I wanted, I originally was in school to be a a journalist. I was, I had a communicate, I was in communications and that was my major. And that's what I was on track to do. I was ready. I was going to be a sports journalist, but then as time went on, I, and I was taking more and more of the classes and I was getting more of taste of that lifestyle. I just thought, "Mm, I don't think this is for me. So when I was a sophomore in college, I switch my major over to business administration. Sometimes it's like, you know, it's like, wait a second, this isn't for me. So I think that's really cool that you actually made the move to switch. Cause sometimes we don't listen to that and we end up getting too far into something that we didn't want. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go back to starting 
Emma Lou, you have this idea, which it came from a need, which I feel like it's always the best ideas. And it's like, if you ever watch Shark Tank, like the best ones come from like, they're solving a problem and like, Mm. there's a gap in the market there. So I love that. How do you actually create an athletic wear line like this? So you have this idea. Can you kind of walk us through that? I'm sure so many people are curious. Like, do you find, do you sketch it out first? How do you find a manufacturer, especially with something as unique as your product? I feel like there's no actual way to start. You just have to (laughs) go face first and pray something good happens. I started, I wanted to get all the legal stuff out of the way because I knew if something in the future came up and I didn't have anything to back me up, I would be screwed. So So I think that was my first thing, even though it was probably the worst thing. And (laughs) I was thinking, why did I even want to start a business if this is going to, this is what it's going to be. But thankfully the legal part doesn't last long. You just want to like get situated and make sure you have a backup. So once that was done, I kind of, I had the idea in my head and it was super rough. I had no idea what I was even thinking or how I was even, I didn't even know like what yoga pants were made of. I had no idea what any of that was. So I just really threw myself into this with no prior knowledge. So I just got the legal things out of the way. And then I started to design and I am a horrible drawer. Like I cannot draw, I cannot draw anything. Like I'm a stick figure girl. And so trying to draw these really insane tech packs with all of the measurements and the designs and every single little detail up to the stitching and the seams, I had no idea. So a lot of YouTube for me, a lot of learning, a lot of throwing away sketches in the trash. (laughs) And I think most importantly was like getting that your manufacturer and then you want to find a manufacturer. And a lot of, a lot of them are going to say no, especially when you have a product that they haven't really heard of and materials that they're not willing to put together in the same outfit, like the sweat material and the the yoga pant material. So that was really hard to find someone. And then samples. I had a lot of samples. My entire drawer is just filled to the brim with old samples that I actually still wear to work out because they're kind of cute. But (laughs) I don't think there's a right, like, I don't know if I did the right steps, but eventually they all come together and then you have a brand somehow and you're just like, how did that even happen? (laughs) I think that's a good example though, of if you want something, you will do whatever it takes to get there and go after it. Exactly. And that's what it was. I was was just thinking, I will do this no matter what. I don't really care what comes in my way. I'm just going to figure it out. So how did it feel the first time holding the product? I think I cried. I honestly think I cried because at that point it had been like six months and I had just been thinking, oh my God, I don't think I'll ever get to feel what this is, what this is. I imagine it in my head, but then seeing it in person was just like, wow, they actually understood what I meant. I did something right. And so then I was just thinking, okay, cool. Now I can order this. So other people can wear it too. As you're starting this, did you have any naysayers or any self-doubt, even yourself telling you like, whoa, like, can I do this? Like that imposter syndrome. And if so, how did you get over that? I definitely did have imposter syndrome because in high school, I never was really that into school. And I was always told like, you'll do something great, but not that great. And so then when I actually started doing this and the the product came out and it was in my hands. I was so scared that everyone I knew was just going to say like they were going to judge me. And so that was 
the number one thing. But then again, I didn't really care because I just thought, well, I did this. It's here. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, just bluffing. I actually did something. So I feel like once it came out and I was holding the product in my hands, all the, all the fear just went away. Love. So as you're getting samples, finding manufacturer, did anything surprise you? Like, was there any specific challenge in that, that if you could go back in time, you'd like warn yourself about now? It was a lot of those. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of those. I think first was cost. I did not expect to have to drop you know, tons of money the first time, which again, because I was a first timer, I had no idea. And anyone who has has a business would laugh at what I just said, because you obviously have to have, you know, some money saved up to start something like this. And I didn't, but I just went for it anyway, and just trained even more people and just got even more clients and just did whatever I could to cover any costs, legal costs, shipping costs, um, anything like that, like product, like you need the packaging, everything. And so that was definitely a huge surprise. And I just think how much work it takes when you actually get the product, like that is the beginning, the ordering it is the easy, you can relax for a minute, but when you get it, it's, it's a storm and it comes really quickly. And there's going to be issues. When I first ordered my bulk, all of the logos I had were upside down. So that was, (laughs) yeah. That was number one. That was the first thing. (laughs) How many like units was it? Like, was it a lot? I ordered a hundred the first time. So having a hundred yoga pants and sports bras with my logo just flipped upside down was amazing. I opened the package. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh my goodness. What did you do? I just hopped on the phone with the manufacturer immediately. (laughs) And I first, well, actually I made sure that I didn't like write that for some reason. I was like, okay, maybe... I put the picture like that in the, in the tech pack. Maybe it was my fault. Then I went back and I looked and they were really kind and fixed it, but it was that initial (laughs) excitement. And then seeing what they looked like, it was just horrible. (laughs) Oh man. There's always something. And I think it's good to have that attitude of, okay, like we're just going to laugh and have Mm -hmm. humor and move on. (laughs) Yeah. You have to. (laughs) Totally. So now that we're in that era, so you have product now, how do you tell people about it? So can you talk about building the brand because your brand is very unique. And even when you look at your social channels, you can see it's very like community driven, like it's people wearing the product. Mm -hmm. So can maybe start at the beginning about like your vision for the brand and how it's evolved. The very first, my first kind of batch of clothes were kind of off way off the mark of what I have now. I didn't really have a mood board or a vision board. Again, I had no idea what that even was at the time. And I kind of just threw something out there that would match my clientele that I already had at the gym. So I kind of made, I was like, okay, I'm making this for them. Like, this is what they want. So the branding was similar to like, just very gym focused. It wasn't very lifestyle, even though that's what I've always kind of wanted in the beginning, but I didn't do anything about it. So I had an Instagram and it wasn't very aesthetically pleasing. I didn't really know how to market things right. It was mostly word of mouth. I'm not going to lie. The first round of clothing was because my community is small, my hometown, and that's where I originally started. And 
that was just word of mouth. So people were finding out and I hung up some posters in downtown where I live. And like, it was very just trying to get people to even see the brand. I didn't really care if I got a sale. I just wanted them to see the brand and what it did because the market here for that is huge. Everybody loves a good pair of yoga pants, especially ones that make you look better and mentally make you feel better mentally and physically. So that was kind of my my social media strategy at first was just tell everyone about it, my all my clients. And that honestly, it did, it, it did a pretty good job of getting the word across at first. I love like on the ground, actually hanging up posters that that's like the hustle. I love that. (laughs) Can you talk about now? So like that was the start, maybe take us, walk us through your influencer strategy, like getting it into other people's hands. Um, cause I know like on your account, you see like Lauren Bostick wearing it and I'm a huge fan of the skinny confidential. So how like making those partnerships, like getting it into influencers hands. This has been the most amazing learning experience is sending packages to influencers. This ha- I've learned more doing this than I have probably anything. In the beginning, I was sending it to everyone and anyone because you don't really know. You just have to see what sticks. So I was just sending um, people packages just to see who posted, how I got the most engagement. So I would write down everyone's name. I still have the list and I still do this and how many times they posted like do they post a story what time did they post did they post an actual picture on their grid and if they posted a grid and they did it multiple times and they were interactive with their their followers telling them about the brand I would write a little check mark like okay they 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 passed <laughs> they like the stuff and they're willing to probably try more so and as time goes on I kept that list and it gets smaller and smaller because not everyone is going to just keep up with your brand especially if they're not paid because I haven't done a single paid post I just it's there's nothing wrong with it I just haven't been I haven't had to do do that yet thankfully so uh, I just keep that list. And, and now the growing partnerships like Lauren Bostick, I would just send a really personalized note and just, cause I'm a fan, I make sure it's all genuine. And so that then people can tell when you're sending something to them and they know that you, you are a follower and a fan and that you enjoy their content. So I make sure that I write a note and it's super personalized and just say, yeah, don't ever pressure anyone to post. I'm never like, you know, tag us in your picture or do this when you tag us. I just say, I hope you enjoy it. Like this, if anything, I just hope you love it. And I hope you sweat, just wear it for your next workout or anything. I just hope you like it. And so usually, and it'll take a while, maybe it'll be a month or two before I hear anything back. And I just kind of follow up once or twice and just say, hey, if you had a chance to, to wear it, let me know. I love feedback and what, what can I fix, if anything? And like with Lauren, it's really interesting because I also love TSC podcasts. I listen to that all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just so interesting to see how our relationship has grown over the past few months because she genuinely is just a fan of the product. So I think I got really lucky with her and some other bigger influencers that just like your stuff and they'll post it on their own time and their own dime and you won't have to you basically just sit back and watch you watch each other like kind of share content so it's really interesting how that 
plays out. I like that what you touched on, like that authenticity, having that, like you're already a fan of theirs. It's not just something by random, like, oh, you have a lot of followers post about it. Like it's really like a relationship, which leads me to that. I think it's so important to think about it like that. Like it's ongoing, it's relationship building. As you're listening to this, whatever phase you're at in your business, whether it's a product or whether you work in the influencer marketing space, those are two really good takeaways. You mentioned mood boards. So can you walk us through how you get inspired for designs and that whole creative process? Yeah, I used to not even know what a mood board was. It just completely went over my head. I'm just thinking, okay, I'll just I'll just make this product and it won't have a matching campaign or anything. But now I am a psycho for mood boards and a psycho for like the backstory of the outfit and the, the design it came from. So I get my inspo from probably just 1970s to around maybe 2000, early 2000s fashion shows. It could be any high-end brand. It's honestly, I love them all. I love Alice McCall. I love Chanel. I just love looking at past designs and seeing how innovative they were with fabrics, colors, material, like they didn't hold anything back. And I just love looking at that kind of thing. And then once I have, I love to stick to like a color, a color scheme, especially if it's per season. So I'm trying to do seasonally, especially because I can't release tons of tons of pieces at a time. So it helps having that like three year, three month um, gap in between so I can get my things together and prepare for the next launch. But it's just about finding a common thread throughout your, throughout your pieces that just makes sense. You want to have that. You don't have to spend tons of money on a campaign. Renting a studio for a day is maybe a couple hundred dollars or even by the hour. And so it's just about finding something that works with the audience for me seasonally and also works with the campaign I have going and the background to kind of like enhance enhance your wear you want to wear it and feel like you're a part of the campaign you make a good point that whatever size budget you have you can make it work like you can launch product you can market it it can be as simple as like having a friend wear the product or use the product in front of a cool background outside for free, something like that. So I, I think that's a good point that whatever range you're at, you can kind of make it work. Yeah. I had all my friends wear my, the latest, the Nixie set. And I set up a tarp in my front yard. Like it was free for maybe $50 from Amazon, but you just have to make it work sometimes. What we talked about, like what it was like receiving the product for the first time. What was it like as you saw people wearing it, like on social media or in person? How was that? It is the most incredible feeling. All of the tears and just everything is worth it when you see someone post about it and they're just saying, Oh my God, I sweat so much, or Oh my God, my stomach is less bloated, or I just feel so good in this. And the DMs I get make me cry almost daily. I literally cannot be more thankful. And I remember the first time I saw a girl wear it out and I had no idea who she was. I saw her wear it, a set of mine. And I stopped her. I'm like, excuse me, where did you get that? Because I didn't want to be like, oh my God, that's my brand. So I was just saying, oh my God, where did you get that? And she was like, oh, this place called Emily. It's like a really small business. And I was like, almost <laughs> cried. Well, I did cry after she left. I didn't want her to see me. But yeah, she, it was just insane how, like, I didn't even know who I asked for her name and I was like, oh, I remember packing your order, but it's just crazy how it just translates. I had no idea we would be at the same place at the same time. And 
it's really the power of social media and getting like pushing your product onto everybody really pays off. It may be, you may feel annoying doing it, but trust me, there's someone out there who needs what you have to offer. And I always tell myself that. Totally. I love that. And that's one of my, like that always resonates with me too, is that, cause there's a lot of competition out there and not competition, but just like, there's a lot going on and we see it more because the world's so small. So we see everything going on and sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, well, somebody's already doing it. Mm -hmm. I like, I have nothing to offer, but you do like, there's always something. No one is you. So I, I, I love that. And you'll, you'll bring something new to the table like this. This is a new idea for how work where like athletic wear should be so that yeah. Innovation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so as you have started a business, have you, do you have a team at all? Or is this, is it just a solopreneur venture? It's just me right now. It's just me. That is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's been a learning experience. I, want to hire someone in the next few months just because it does get to be a lot with customer service with handling shipping with doing social media social media is a lot that is probably the thing that takes up most of my time when I would sometimes rather be focusing on other things so yeah if you are good at social media (laughs) email me (laughs) but yeah that's probably what I'm going to be looking for in the next few months is just someone to help me with social media because content is literally everything. And you slowly realize that or quickly realize that. Yes. Okay. We have a ton of social media marketers in this audience, so I'm sure they will <laughs> I'd love to work with you. I love it. <laughs> um, that is so incredible that you're doing this on your own. And I think that just speaks to, again, going back, like the, the theme of this episode, like if you want something, like you'll make it happen. And if you have that purpose, which you totally have, like you've mentioned it multiple times, that mission, like seeing somebody wear your product, like solving this need for women wanting to feel comfortable and fashionable in a workout environment. So like you can do anything. So I am like so inspired. Aww, thank you. <laughs> you honestly can you you can do anything and it's really like over the pandemic people have realized that if they started something during the pandemic like you can literally do anything you want and it's there's no limits so what would you say for somebody who's at that crossroads like they feel like okay I want to take that leap to start a product or a business what would you tell them like what what's your like best piece of advice to get them to start I would say have a solid product in mind, have something, have something you are really proud of. And that has a little, has your spin on it. Don't just put out something generic. People want to see what you thought of. People want to see what you have up your sleeve because everybody has their own unique style or just way of doing things. And that reflects onto the clothes you bring out, like their, your own personal aesthetic goes onto your clothes and people recognize that. So if you do have a product or something you want to launch, I say do it. Just brand it your way. Just look at ins- past in- inspiration you love, pictures you saved. It's every- Your inspiration is everywhere. So find that one thing and just brand the hell out of it with your own spin on things. And before we head into the Working Girl Talk Top 10, I wanted to ask you about the concept of balance because you're a solopreneur. You have a lot going on. Is balance even achievable? And what, I guess, what does balance, we always hear that word, what does that look like for you? 
I would say, I don't know if this is controversial, but I just don't think balance is a thing. I juggle like five things at a time and I'm, I don't enjoy multitasking. I don't think it, it's productive. So I set timers, setting timers is my balance. So I set a timer on my to-do list. I make it very specific, especially on my day-to-day calendar. I have it blocked out by the hour. Cause if I'm, do, if I'm just sitting, cause I can sit on my phone for hours and just scroll and not do anything productive as most of us probably can. And so I'll, yeah, it's very easy to get distracted. So on my phone, I'll set a 30 minute timer, either 15 or 30 minutes and I'll go through each task. And if I take longer than 15 minutes, I just add another 15. And then once it hits that 30 mark, I'm done. Doesn't matter if I finished, I just need to move on. Or I literally will not get through anything because my task list will be this long and I have to get through all of it. And it's just about being really intentional with your time and making sure that you're not wasting the time, especially when you have deadlines and things to get done. So if you have to put away your phone and use a watch timer or a computer timer, like do it. I have a mini strawberry timer that I use. So I don't have to keep, because when I go on my timer on my phone, I'm like, oh, let me just check Instagram, like all of it. So I just put away my phone, turn on my computer on do not disturb and just time away because then nobody can distract you and you can just get everything you need to get done. Amazing advice. We all need a little strawberry timer now. Yeah, I know. Got it on Amazon, so it's really cute. <laughs> I that, that is such great advice. Anytime I pick up my phone, sometimes it's like I start doing something, and I'm like, "Wait, what was I supposed to be doing?" Like you get into that sidetrack mode. So amazing advice. <laughs> and are you ready for the Working Girl Talk Top Ten? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> my first job ever personal trainer. My day is not complete without reading a page from the daily stoic. Ooh. Okay. I've seen Lauren post about that before. Is it, how is it? I feel like it'd be super helpful. It's really, really great. It's kind of a lot to digest sometimes, especially when the page, like it's just, just one page. So we read it in the morning and I take little notes on it throughout my day. And just remember, go back to what I read in the morning because they break it down in a way where it's language we would use today. It's not super, not super crazy, but it's really good. I, I cannot do my morning routine without going through my page of the daily stoic. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to have to totally check it out now. Yeah. You would really like it. It's good. Ooh. Okay. On my list with the strawberry timer (laughs) (laughs) and next one. I'm obsessed with blank right now. So whatever you're obsessed with, like a show, a food, a product, whatever. I'm obsessed with uh, apple cider vinegar gummies. I am obsessed. Someone that I look up to. Francesca Aiello. She is the CEO and founder of Frankie's Bikinis. And she is my inspo always. Amazing one. I love. And next one, currently listening to. So this could be an audiobook, a podcast, or a song. I'm currently listening to the Ed Milet uh, show. Yeah. He's, uh, just my go-to on runs anywhere. I listen to him every day. I have to listen to him every day. <laughs> he is amazing. I, yeah, I'm so obsessed with his show. He's funny too, because I usually like interview, eh, like, I guess I like a mix, but his, when he does a solo episode, I'm like, Oh yes. Like first thing I'm there. Like for mm-hmm. some reason, like he's really good at the solo, like the storytelling. 
so good and they're oh wait he never does them anymore like please bring them back (laughs) i'm glad someone else feels the pain of course (laughs) my favorite workday snack apples and peanut butter but it has to be crunchy peanut butter or i can't eat it (laughs) something coming up that i'm excited about the new MLU set that's launching very soon in November. I've been waiting to say it for so long and now I can finally say it, but I mean, I don't know when this episode will come out, but it'll probably, I'll have the new set, I think by that time. So yeah. Amazing. Okay. Everybody head to the website, go check it out because we need to, we need this. We need this. <laughs> and next one, I feel most confident when. When I have a good matching set on, and I'm not even just saying that because I make matching sets, I'm saying that because even before then, I just feel put together and good when my hair is in like a slick back pony or a bun and I have a matching set on and I'm just ready to go. (laughs) Amazing. And next one, proudest moment in my career so far. I think being probably just being noticed by really big publications and having them also enjoy what I've come out with and then having that message being sent to thousands of other people. So that was, that's really cool when you see it in magazines or just in someone's hand who you thought, wow, I never, ever thought that they would come across my product, but here we are. Amazing. I know. Yeah. I was reading about your company in Forbes online and yeah, so you're definitely spreading the word and making an impact, which is incredible. (laughs) Last one. I am inspired by blank. Probably the people around me and the books I read. I am inspired by random people I see all the time or just my own close community and the books I read. I'm (laughs) I'm obsessed with books. She has a whole row of books behind her. (laughs) And I just love to read and like autobiographies are huge for me right now. I'm reading Angelica Huston's and I just love reading about people's lives who have been successful and who are successful. It's just really inspiring. I, I feel you on that. I love an autobiography like that because you learn so much and it's things you didn't even realize. Like I'm, that makes me curious. I feel like I need to read that now because she's somebody <laughs> like an actress, but you don't really know the story. Like, I don't know much about her like journey. I've just seen her mm-hmm. in movies. So I love getting like the look behind the curtain. Yeah. Getting the scoop on someone else's life. I'm like, what, what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love, I love them. They're so great. Totally. And you made it through the Working Girl Talk top 10. And where can everybody check out the brand and follow you and all of the places where we can find you? Our Pinterest, Instagram, I think a TikTok, all the social media is just at Emily the label. And the website is just emilythelabel.com. There'll be something new there very soon. A few weeks, I think two weeks, it's going to come out. So yeah, I'm excited. Stay tuned for all the stuff. You can subscribe to the email and just keep up with us. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Emma. Definitely go check out Emma Lou the label. So incredible what she's doing. And right now, take a screenshot of this episode, post it to your Instagram story and tag working girl talk and Emma Lou 
Tell us what you thought of the episode. Always love to hear what you have to say. And while you're at it, if you want to do your good deed for the day, Working Girl Talk, if we've provided any value to you, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And at the end of every episode, we end with a Friday favorite, something I liked that week that I want to share with you that could help enrich the working girl's life. Well, today's is a little more abstract. It's just a reminder to do something fun and don't wait around for people to let yourself have fun. If you want to go do something, go do it, even if you're going alone or just take some time for yourself to do something fun that you actually like to do. We get bogged down with work throughout the week and we get tired and the weekend, sometimes it's just a recovery from the work week. Go do something fun. Go do something for yourself. Thank you so much for listening to Working Girl Talk. I hope you have a wonderful work day and I will talk to you next week.